Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to give you the headlines so you can get caught up quickly. You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Tuesday, June 29th, 2021, in the Gregorian calendar, and it's the 19th of Tammuz, 5781, in the Hebrew calendar. Today is another day as an Israeli citizen living in Israel. Last night's relaunch of the happy hour event I throw called the Sunset Series with Tribe Tel Aviv was a super hit, and I even met some Israel Daily News podcasters who were excited to meet me. How cool is that? Now, let's get to the news. An announcement is out that Prime Minister Naftali Bennett plans to visit Washington, D.C. to meet U.S. President Joe Biden. The Prime Minister's office confirmed reports that they'd been communicating with the White House about a potential visit date. The trip would be the first visit between Bennett and Biden since Bennett took office earlier this month. However, President Biden did call Bennett hours after the new Israeli government was sworn in to congratulate him on his new seat via phone. So that is a nice start. A compromise was reached to prevent the demolition of an illegal West Bank outpost, according to the Samaria Regional Council. On yesterday's show, we explained the situation with the Eviatar outpost in the West Bank. This outpost is home to 50 families of Israeli settlers, and it was deemed illegal by the Israel Defense Forces, and it is set to be torn down. Ultimately, Defense Minister Benny Gantz intervened, and he was able to provide a compromise, allowing the outpost to remain on the condition that the settlers vacate the premises The outpost will be repurposed as a yeshiva, and the previous residents of Eviatar will have to relocate. Prime Minister Bennett is reportedly pleased to avoid the would-be spectacle of removing the settlement, while Knesset members of the Arab parties slammed this proposal. Joint list member of Knesset Ahmad Tibi declared the proposal a, quote-unquote, shameful move that continues the war crime and theft of Palestinian lands. Now, we know that the West Bank is supposed to be the future state of the Palestinians, and they want it to be all theirs with no Jews in it, so this is where the conflict arises. We can expect to see more clashes in Eviatar in the wake of this proposal, as Palestinians in the adjacent village of Beta continue to protest outside of that spot. The new, more contagious Delta variant of the coronavirus is spreading across Israel, and many fear that it's getting in from overseas travelers. Health Ministry figures report 213 new infections just yesterday. Thankfully, serious cases are continuing to drop, as well as fatalities, due to widespread vaccinations. To combat the rise in cases, the indoor mask mandate was re-implemented, but no other major restrictions are in place for now. Ensuring that overseas travel are not carrying the infection is more important than ever, but some 3,000 Israelis have yet to receive their coronavirus test results administered at Ben-Gurion Airport 10 days ago. The delays come after a new company, Femi Premium, took over testing. Unlike the previous company, Femi Premium does not process the swabs themselves. Instead, they send them out to laboratories. 
They also report to the health ministry, who then informs travelers, as opposed to contacting travelers directly themselves. Well, 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 I think we have our answer right there. They have to go through this multi-step process. The health ministry is adamant that anyone who tested positive was made aware within 48 hours, but during that time, critics say travelers could be spreading the Delta variant. Prime Minister Naftali Bennett is imploring anyone who is able to get vaccinated to do so, and that's with hopes to slow the spread. On a personal note, I was in quarantine from Thursday to Monday until the results of my serological test were viewed by the health ministry. I did not get the results of the swab that I had done at the airport. I did not get those results yet. I did take a PCR test in New York, which showed that I was negative. And then in Israel, I got a blood test, which showed that I had antibodies. And that test I did through United Hatzalah. It cost me 250 shekels, and it came back within hours. I woke up with the results Friday morning, and I took the test Thursday night at 10.30 p.m., Then I had to send those results over and a lot of documents to the health ministry. I called them 10 times until the file was finally reviewed and processed. I got out of lockdown just in time for the Sunset Series event last night, which revived me and was a major hit. I'm so glad that I got to make it to my event. It would have been so weird for me to host an event and organize the event, market the event, and then not actually be there. So that was really good. I love working a room. Sometimes I think that that is actually what I do best. So I was really glad to get back into that moment. Anyway, I have now explained to you my impression of how the health ministry works in Israel. And by the way, if you press three for English, you're still going to get a Hebrew speaker anyway. So go ahead and practice that Hebrew. I did have one or two English speakers out of the 10 or 11 calls that I made. But uh, those were actually the people who really helped me because I was able to speak to them in my native tongue. If you are getting caught up on your Israel Daily News, send over a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash israeldailynews slash support. Subscribers will get a handwritten thank you note to let you know how thrilled we are to have your support. Thank you so much for your interest in being up to date on Israeli affairs. Israeli politics our world politics. We have one central link in the show notes, which you can click on, and it'll take you to the page where you too can make a donation and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Number two, you can share the show with a friend. And number three, you can follow us on social media at israeldaily.news, as well as Shanafold. My name has two N's in it, S-H-A-N-N-A-F-U-L-D, and I'm very sensitive about that. There's a new type of soldier headed to the IDF's Gaza division, and its name is Jaguar. Jaguar is a new semi-autonomous ground vehicle that its developers, Israel Aerospace Industries, hope are going to replace the need for human body soldiers on the Gaza border where they could be targeted by terrorists. Equipped with dozens of sensors, high-resolution cameras, automated driving, and a machine gun that can be operated remotely while both stationary and on the move, Jaguar is a smart robot. Jaguar is just one of the many technological projects the IDF is investing in to further reduce the risk of soldiers in combat, reduce their risks. The IDF's Combat and Innovation Methods Division was opened last year and is leading plans for developing similar future weapon systems. 
And that is just so cool. So instead of having human bodies at stake, you can put robots and have those humans control them from a safer location. Very, very awesome to get a peek into what the future of war is going to look like. Israel's foreign minister and future prime minister, Yair Lapid, jetted off to the United Arab Emirates today to meet with their foreign minister. The two countries drew up an official normalization deal in August, and since then, there has been an explosion of collaboration between the two countries, including businesses opening in each other's lands and news outlets creating posts there. Emirati Foreign Affairs Minister Abdullah bin Zayed al-Nahyan welcomed Lapid to the country. Lapid visits the place, even though the country was actually just added to Israel's health department list of red zones since the UAE is getting a new rise in COVID infections. Lapid is, however, set to visit the Dubai Expo 2020 World Trade Fair, which took Dubai $8.2 billion to make and create that venue space. The idea is to provide a space for companies, initiatives, and people with big plans to get their ideas out into the world. It was meant to open last year, but due to COVID, it was pushed off until October 2021. I encourage you to look up photos of this Dubai Expo 2020 because the pictures of this space are absolutely incredible. And we're going to have a photo of that on our Instagram page as well, so you don't have to go too far to find it. Follow us at IsraelDaily.News. Do you remember that story about all the vaccines that Israel had that they were supposed to give over to the Palestinian Authority during a swap? Well, the PA were PO'd, and that means pissed off, because the vaccines were dated June 2021, which, which meant that they were set to expire at the end of the month. They refused most of the doses, but kept about 10,000 of them. We don't know where those 10,000 went or to whom they went to. But now Israel has about 800,000 doses set to expire within two weeks, and they're looking for buyers. If no country raises a hand, the health ministry is going to have to destroy them. In total, Israel has 1.4 million vaccines that are going to expire at the end of July. Israel right now only needs 600,000 to put into the arms of young people between the ages of 12 and 15 who previously were not able to get the vaccine since over six, since people over the age of 16 were a priority. So, And now a lot of people are saying that these infections that are springing up are happening in the younger community because they're the only ones that are not vaccinated. All right, now who would have thought that caveman first met modern man in Israel's southern Negev desert. Well, an Israeli archaeological team with members from Hebrew University in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv University recently uncovered a skull that is a bridge between the Neanderthal man and Homo sapiens. That's us. We're Homo sapiens. The new species is called Homo Nesher Ramle because of its proximity to the Israeli city of Ramle. The team from the universities led by Dr. Yossi Zedner of Hebrew University found the fossils 25 feet below ground while exploring the mining area of the Nesher cement plant near this city of Ramle. This is a huge discovery, and the fossils dug up are between 130 and 400,000 years old. It is believed that this species coexisted with Homo sapiens and is actually the missing link between us and Neanderthals. This discovery challenges the current thinking that our evolutionary cousins originated in Europe. According to Dr. Rachel Sariag, a team member from the Tel Aviv University, she says, 
As a crossroads between Africa, Europe, and Asia, the land of Israel served as a melting pot where different human populations mixed with one another to later spread throughout the old world. Wow, I think that was definitely my favorite story of the day because I just have this image in my mind of all these different human species and human relatives all mixing and mingling in Israel. I wonder if they were having a happy hour of sorts and I wonder if I were at the happy hour if I would be connecting everyone and checking on everyone and making sure everyone was feeling comfortable Anyway, just kidding, but I do have that Im- image of all of these different species living simultaneously, and it really is kind of like Israel today. There are different people from different parts of the world living here, and it is really awesome to see. All right, well, that is it for today's show. Today is Tuesday, June 29th, 2021. Tel Aviv has a low of 24 degrees Celsius and a high of 32 degrees. That's 75 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 89 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. And by the way, our website is still down as we're working on it. If you want to get onto our newsletter, send me an email at shannafold at gmail.com. I have two N's in my name. That's S-H-A-N-N-A-F-U-L-D. And you can send me an email and I'll put you on our newsletter if you can't automatically do it yourself. Thank you to Brandon Karp and Sophia J for today's political stories and Dr. Steve Shallot for our homo sapien story over there at the end. Thank you to Farrah Fold, who's with our team as a business development intern for the summer, and Michelle Milner for her social media work. I'll send you off with Sivan by Tal Flora. She's an Israeli artist. Have a great and productive day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>